Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Betches Media presents He's in the building! Afternoon Tea with host Sammy Sage. Is that what you're saying? Please proceed, Governor. Presented by the Betches Sub Podcast. You better hope there's a lot of girls listening to this with the volume turned down. Your weekly dose of political therapy. Cardi, that's what I've been doing my whole life. And now, with this week's guest. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. Your host, Sammy Sage. Welcome to today's episode of The Afternoon Tea, your companion to the morning announcements and weekly political therapy session brought to you by The Betches Sup. Today's guest is Remy Casimir, a comedian and host of the How Come podcast. We chatted about her experience and journey with the elusive female orgasm, which shouldn't be so elusive, why having a relationship to your own pleasure is crucial with or without a partner, and how letting go of the male gaze makes sex better. With that, let's get the tea from Remy. Remy, welcome to the afternoon tea. I am so excited to be chatting with you. I had a great time on your podcast a few weeks ago. I am so excited to be here having tea with you. Um, This is going to be the best time and I'm just going to have to resist being best friends for another hour and a half. I mean, we it's already happening. So so don't worry about it. Uh, We're just okay. 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 So I want to talk to you about sex positivity. Uh, because yes. you have an awesome podcast called the How Come Podcast, and you also were on an episode of Netflix explained about the female orgasm. So I yep. know the way you started this podcast was somewhat unique and kind of like trying to solve your own problem. So will you tell us basically how you started, you know, anything, any background that's relevant to kind of like what you're doing now? And then we'll get into sort of, you know, the nitty gritty of... Yeah. So um, I started How Come because I had never had an orgasm at the ripe old age of 27. Never, not once, not with a person, not by myself. And I was doing stand up at the time. And it was the first time that I like really saw people my own age, like women my own age, talking about their own orgasms and being like, I am coming all the time. And I started realizing that like, maybe it like wasn't normal for me that I wasn't. Cause like initially I thought like just women don't have them. And if they did that, they're like really lucky and that it's also like non-essential because like you don't need to come to have a baby. (laughs) So um, yeah, I just started like asking around like, especially after like people's sets, I'd be like, Hey, that joke about the orgasms, that was pretty funny. And they'd be like, that wasn't, a joke <laughs> like I We're actually really doing having that. orgasms yeah <laughs> um and then I'd like ask kind of like for tips and stuff or I would tell them that I didn't think I was coming and they would like give me like these like kind of informal assignments that they were like oh you have to do this you have to get head this way you have to whatever and I would usually like not do it or start doing it and give up like any of the things that they would tell me to do like um, what kind of advice did they give you 
just like like Esther Steinberg was like, you need to rub your clit for like 30 minutes, like just 30 minutes, go to town. And like, I was like, oh, okay, like that's a good suggestion. But like, I don't know. Then I, I started to feel like, like broken. And like every time I would do it, I was like, I've never done it before. So like, why would it work out now? And I was just like really in my head and like really didn't know what I was doing or like, so yeah, I would give up a lot. And um, then I was like, I just need something that's going to like hold me accountable <laughs> so that I like can't give up. Um, and I really wanted to start a podcast anyway. And I was like, I should do this like and that way I could like bring people on and like ask them about their first time coming which like we always do unless the guest does not want to share and um they tell me about that and like they're always so different in so many ways but then the way that it was structured was they'd have to give me an assignment at the end of every episode that I had to do for the next time um and yeah, I blew my load real early. Episode six, <laughs> I came. Now the podcast is like four seasons old. So clearly it's not like about me anymore. Like it's about me and like my journey is still very much going. But it's kind of like what's wrong with society that like we've led to this point and then like talking to other people about their sexual proclivities and just like getting a really wide scope on sexuality and like everything else that comes with it or goes into it. When you were, t when you realized you, you know, were 27 and you had never had an orgasm, mm -hmm. did you have boyfriends that you were unable to have orgasms with? Like, how did, like, how is your dating life affected by that? Or is it sort of like women are just sort of expected to take it or leave it? Mm. I have like a weird relationship with relationships. Like, I only had my first serious boyfriend when I was like, a senior in college like 21 to 24 and like I I did realize for the first time with him um because one my friends around then one of them had been talking about her orgasms and I said to him two years into our relationship like hey like I don't think I'm doing this and he was like very open and like oh my god like we have to fix this like I can't believe that like and like totally down like we got toys like we got like a vibrator and like later I would learn I did I'm it doesn't I'm not much of a vibration gal <laughs> but um he yeah he was like super helpful um but also uh I don't know it's tough because I hadn't cracked myself open so it's really hard to expect somebody else to do that for you right like I always say it's like handing somebody like a nine-sided Rubik's Cube and being like hey no one's ever done this go ahead also you're naked yeah. like it's like rude yeah. <laughs> was your family really open about sex growing up like were you like how did you feel starting we are a medical family oh. so like my dad's a doctor my mom's a nurse I always knew medical terms um my mom was really good about saying like sex should be fun but then they didn't really get explicit from then on unless we like asked um and she when the podcast came out like had a fucking breakdown not like a breakdown but like was so sad and like cried because she was like i thought i told you like i'm so sorry so she um, was more upset about like, like the fact that you had not come rather than rather yeah. than that you were like talking about your sex life oh That's my god great. no she was like she uh, what's funny too is like 
with my comedy, like I, I found an old, old text from her because I had posted a joke about boogers on Facebook and it was like, Remy, this is unbecoming, like da da da. And so like, she is really like, I don't know, like, oh, how are you gonna be perceived? Like in so many other ways, but sex is very important to her. And also I think as like a medical professional, she understands how like, physically and mentally important it is for people like she probably felt very guilty that all of my orgasms or the fact that I didn't have orgasms meant that my sex life was reliant on another person you know and that's a really inhibiting thing yeah so okay in the process of having the podcast how did it you said it only took you like six episodes but six episodes after like 27 years well not really 27 years you weren't like trying to come when you were two but like you know like after um (laughs) i have always had my hands down there like i feel like since i was like three like i remember like looking at my vag in the mirror with my friend when i was four and like scissoring with a girl when i was like six (laughs) like she's been active right you know it just wasn't what you wanted It just, I didn't know that there was an end goal in sight. And also, like, spoiler alert, I have a tiny fucking clit and it needs a clitoral suction toy. That's something you might not have figured out. And when I heard about, like, like blowjobs or whatever in sex ed, and then I heard that, like, the clit and penis have like the same embryonic tissue and like they both get boners and stuff i was like ah i wish there were like tiny mouths so we could get like tiny (laughs) blowjobs and they didn't exist at the time and now they do that's really funny so okay Mm -hmm. your so your first time like you did it were did you do it on your own or was it with a partner well no it was not so what was interesting about my first time is like i was going through these assignments right and like, like what were some of the assignments in case we I'll have some, all in case them. we have some orgasmless listeners yeah. who are like, yes, yeah, it's an important space that I you're would talking. definitely say listen to those episodes too, so you'll like understand the assignments as well. But I will do like a little speed thing. So the first one was um, to touch graze over my panties for 30 minutes set a timer 30 minutes get used to dedicating exactly that amount of time to yourself and i was like are you fucking joking and i ended up like crying in that one because i like played like romantic music (laughs) by accident like by myself like what a loser um (laughs) gotta do what you gotta do find what turns you on But like that, that wasn't, wasn't part it. of the assignment. Like don't play like sad 90s like linger by the cranberries <laughs> while you're trying to like get off. No, that is, that is so not the song. But you know what? Being, everyone That's has different weird. everyone has different things that they need. Different conditions. Yeah, and I love romance, but like that's not it's yeah. not my condition. I don't think it is anyone's. Um but yeah, the second one was uh to watch porn. Had you watched porn um, before? Because I had, but never like alone and never for pleasure. Like I feel like the times I'd watched porn was like always like in a group and there were guys there and we were like always very like observant of our reactions because like our reactions were for them. Right. So you know? 
Um, I just want to say it is interesting because you do have like very like open sexual experiences. Like I've never watched porn. I've oh, never yes. watched porn in a group. So it's so. But that's why. Yeah. That is so interesting that you've had like even prior to this, like did you really enjoy sex or were you not able to fully enjoy it because you knew that you weren't? Oh my God. I loved it. So no, I loved it. That's why I was the perfect person for this podcast. Cause it wasn't like some, not, not to say like some prude, but like somebody who had done fucking nothing. And like, you'd be like, Oh, well that's why she hasn't come. It was like, I was trying, right. you know, like I would like, I heard about like vibrating razors. Remember like the Mach three or whatever <laughs> that shit was. And like, I would try that. Like I, I tried very hard. I'd like stick fucking hairbrushes with condoms on the tip, like <laughs> up my cooch. Like I was, I was really, I was really trying to do it. Um, and, and yeah, at a certain point I just felt like, okay, well this, this must not be for me. Like I've been trying, I've been training yeah. and I didn't make yeah. the team. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the second assignment was watch porn and I'd only done that in like group settings and stuff. And I, oh, I didn't really like have license like to like do it alone and for pleasure. Like I thought like gross girls did that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I also still don't really like visual porn. I get like too wrapped up in like, oh, I can see an ingrown and like, I don't like that guy's <sighs> head, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm much more into like audio if anything okay everyone has their own things um, yeah. everyone has their own things um, a lot of vulva owners like audio right we just do because like for our most of our lives we've been compared to people physically so to like look at bodies while like thinking about our own bodies can be tough. right that does make yeah that does make so much sense I feel like I sort of just like years ago like wrote off any sort of porn as being realistic but yeah, I mean, me being unrealistic. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no. There's so much. Yeah, no, no. There, but uh, like the unrealistic shit that we grew up with, obviously super detrimental. But there's like a lot of better made and like female empowering porn. <laughs> yeah, or like even just like sweet stuff. Like we had this guy. His name's uh, Jim, but he goes by Feel Good Filth, and he has like some really like kinky like daddy dom little girl role play but then he also has like cuddle sessions like if you want to just like and he'll like do foley work with like his cat purring and shit interesting i mean human sexuality is very it's it's unknown. literally something for everyone today's episode of american fever dream is brought to you by newly have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff i have a solution for you it's newly Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. 
Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking about your, your, your trainings, <laughs> my training. Yeah. Um, and then the third assignment was to masturbate while looking in the mirror while already turned on because I was supposed to like be observing like what part of the clit was most sensitive because I didn't know that like people have like their own sensitive spots. And so I was supposed to be like looking at like where it moved or whatever. Turns out I'm an upper left-hand quadrant person. And uh, yeah, that was interesting. I'd never really looked at it like that before. Um, Then the fourth one, fourth assignment was a two-parter. We wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything wrong with me mentally or physically, like that was inhibiting me. So I went to my gynecologist and had her make sure that all my parts were like in working order. Um, She said yes. And then I went to my therapist and I unloaded all of my like deepest fears and fantasies and was like, I'm scared that I might be attracted to this. And uh, what if I like this kind of fantasy? And she was like, that's normal. That's fine. That doesn't mean you necessarily want to do it. Uh, There's nothing wrong with you. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, Weight lifted. Then the fifth assignment, also a two-parter. This one is crazy because at this point I wasn't recording every week. I was doing it. I was giving myself two weeks in between Um, so it felt like a long time that I was like, I just want to like, come like, I'm so sick of fucking talking about this. So the fifth assignment, I had two, um, sexperts and sex workers in who, um, both offered me their own services. So I went to a female masturbation class with goddess Lola Jean, which was incredible. It was basically like a yoga class, except for you're learning how to masturbate with your hand. Were were you there? Um, Like, could you see other people in it? Of course. But like the, the first half was clothed and it was like Lola showing us parts on like a vulva puppet. And then she like showed us on herself the things that she had just shown us on the puppet. Like it was like a very gradual thing. And then it was like, okay, everybody, like we're going to take a break, go get some water. Then you're going to take your pants off, have this like towel that you put over your waist and like be on a mat. So like nobody like like, saw anything. Other people. Okay. No, you're just like looking up while like, it's like Shavasana, but like there's a person putting like coconut oil in your hand and being like, okay, now turn to the, like turn to the left. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Turn it up. Wait, that is like, that's amazing. I didn't even know that like existed. I know. And if they're, I don't know if they're still in business, but it's in New York. It's 3F Studios. Were there um, a lot of people in it? It's like 15. It's like the perfect amount. Okay. So then the second half of that one was Dominus Eros, who is a pro dom, offered me a tantric massage had a tantric massage while having a boyfriend. He fucking fingered me and stuff. It was crazy. Didn't come that way. And then the way that I ended up having my first orgasm was not even an assignment from the podcast. I went on my other friend's podcast, um, The Good, The Dad, and The Ugly. 
and uh, it's like three male comics who only interview female comics. And um, he was like, have you ever heard of air pulse arousers? Like specifically like this one toy that um, Rachel Sennett used, who's like another comic who had like never come. Shiva baby. Shiva baby. Yeah. And loved it. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, I call her my big, big though, because she had this orgasm so that it could be passed down to me. (laughs) And then I had mine and it was literally like, like the day that I had the tantric massage, it also arrived in the mail and I tried it for like two seconds before the massage. And I was like, Oh, I can't do this because it's going to work. And so then I did the massage and then I came right back home and I was like, okay, it's time. And now this is something I haven't mentioned, but I started and ran the podcast out of my grandmother's house who I lived with. Oh my God. Um, And I was like, Nan, are you in the house? And she like was not around. And I was like, amazing time for me. Uh, And I like set the mood. I put a towel down just in case I was a squirter because a bunch of our guests had been. Um, And I learned that a bunch of people in my family had been after like talking to them. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Yeah, we we did a lot of talking. And um, then Nan comes in. She's like, hello. And I was like, Nan, get in your room. Get in your room. I was like, floor, get in the room. Her like helper. I was like, please just go inside, like watch TV, like put it like loud. I just need like 15 minutes. And they were like, okay. So I like went in my room, closed the door, turned up like Rihanna and like put this thing on, on my bed. Then I was like, oh my God, I'm like, I think I'm squirting. Like I have to get up. I cannot do this on the bed. Like I have to run to the bathroom. And it's just like, like fucking squirting and squirting, but like not feeling like I came like just your first time. Yeah. Just like involuntarily, like so much water. And so then I was like, but you know that this isn't the feeling because like you just know. And right. so I like, like put my hand on the counter. I like looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, don't quit. And I like turned up the <laughs> settings and then like my legs started shaking and they were like, you can't do this standing. So then I like got on all fours, which I don't masturbate that way anymore <laughs> ever. Um, now I'm a more on the, on my back and I would advise first time people do it on your back. Um, because I was like shaking, but yeah, I like came, I, it, it was like, probably like three to six orgasms like I don't even know I was so happy and then just started hysterically crying because it felt like wow like yeah, there was so much water it was just like squirt and cry and <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> um yeah so you were so did you feel like oh my gosh like I have achieved this goal that I've been missing yeah that is like do you feel like now I really get it yeah I was like oh my god I did it and now do I have to end my podcast (laughs) (laughs) did you like tell everybody did you like text all your friends oh my god everybody like my friends told their moms like it was crazy honestly because I, I it's kind of almost commonplace to be talking about masturbating and coming now like every fucking influencer is hawking sex toys but at the time it was just me who was talking like not no shade to anybody else but legit I felt very uncomfortable very alone and then the second I like kind of like raised my hand and was like I'm out here and I'm not doing this and I'm like trying and I'm horny and I like sex and I but things are hard and I feel certain ways like people were like uh yeah we're out here too like some of my friends like 
came out of the woodwork who I hadn't talked to in years and they were like, I can't come. And uh, people's moms would come up to me and be like, I'm on Klonopin, I can't come. So a lot of people like just started coming out of the woodwork being like, uh, I haven't come either. And like, I would really like to talk about this or like, I think I haven't come or like my friend's mom came up to me like the first week the podcast, <laughs> podcast came out and she was like, I'm on Klonopin now and I'm not coming anymore. And I was like, Miss, I I don't, <laughs> I also don't know what is going on. You're like, I just did it once. <laughs> yeah, no, like I hadn't even done it yet. It was just because I was talking about it. Right. That they were like, oh, you must be a fucking expert if you're talking about it. I'm like, no. Like I literally, I, I listen to old episodes and I'm like, what a naive, stupid idiot. But that's good because like you come on the journey with me. You come on the yeah. journey with me. Well, I think it's good because like, <laughs> Okay, obviously there's a stigma about talking about these sort of things. There's so much... For girls or for people with vulvas, 100%. The whole concept of like the female orgasm is like an incredibly elusive thing. And I think that I'm just wondering like in the process of having had this podcast now for four seasons, Mm -hmm. do you... How has that like changed you? How has your audience sort of evolved in terms of like their comfort level and talking about sex and uh, yeah, just generally their relationships with sex. Like, so for me personally, I know that it's changed. Like, I feel like I have grown up and like kind of woken up in a lot of ways and like been like, like I value women and myself more with like there was so much internalized misogyny to unpack and unlearn. And um, yeah, I feel like once I started, my sister always says this because my sister uh, did like all of our research for the first season. Uh, and she always says that I learned how to speak up in the bedroom and the boardroom. <laughs> and like it, it really do- like that happened with the listeners, too, is like they got more confident in themselves and then they can take that out into the world. And like life doesn't become about how do I make myself the type of person that a guy will like or that other people will like? It's like, how do I make th- myself the type of person that I like, mm-hmm. you know, and that I love and can make love to and all that shit? How does your uh, your boyfriend how does he feel about, you know, your life's work in general? My boyfriend has been with me the entire time for this podcast. So it's not like he, I mean, even if he didn't support it, we probably, we probably wouldn't, wouldn't be together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been supportive the entire time. He's also a comedian. So we're accustomed to talking about our lives and our sex lives on stage in front of each other in front of our friends so that wasn't that big of a leap for us um and he always was very like down to do whatever and like try stuff with me but again i had to unlock me before i could like bring him into the picture right you know it's yeah it's definitely it's so important in the market for investment worthy bags watches and fine jewelry rebag is the answer Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So I have a friend who, 
for years she was telling me like she couldn't she couldn't have an orgasm and something she once said to me is sort of coming back to me now is that when she was like in college let's say like she was having sex so that it could be enjoyable for the men and yes. like good sex was whether the man seemed pleased and if mm-hmm. she like looked hot and like mm-hmm. so how you know i'm sh- you know if in case there are younger listeners now who yeah. may still sort of be under that impression yeah how do you kind of like how does someone kind of turn that off like that sort of observer Mm. that you get in your head when you're like trying to please a guy or you the know male that, could be a girl. that yeah. lives in your head yeah or, yeah yeah how do you um, like conquer that i guess it's tough because it's so much of what we see in the media is like women arching their backs while they're yeah. coming or whatever and i'm like i squeeze my butt in so <laughs> tight and so ugly when i come like <laughs> it doesn't look like that Um, But that's why I think it's really important to do it alone, like a lot Mm -hmm. so that like, you know what your routine looks like. And so that like, you can kind of do that routine with somebody else. And like, the fact of the matter is, is if somebody's having sex with you, they're attracted to you and they can see you in any pose, making any face and they'll still want to fuck you. Like, right. Unless they're a piece of shit. uh, And then you'll know, like, right. I don't know. But yeah, it's tough with body stuff, especially like totally because you're like, oh, do I look fat? But like the best things are like pulling your stomach fat up sometimes while using a toy. Like it exposes your clit more if they're eating you out. Like you want them to push up your stomach fat. Like that was one of the things we just had um, a very requested episode called How Squirt because everybody wants to know how to squirt because Remy did it, so we have to. <laughs> um, but no, it just I think it's like the hot sex thing of the year. Um, and we had Kenneth play on, who is a sex hacker, and Wednesday Martin, uh, and she, a PhD. And we talked about this time that I had just recorded with Wednesday and her next recording was with Kenneth and he did a squirting tutorial on her and gave her her first squirt. And his like number one thing was relax, like relax your stomach. Stop trying to like suck Suck in in. and look skinny. Yeah. Like the point of sex is not to look skinny. Like I, I remember having sex with my boyfriend one time when I was like 20 pounds overweight and I was feeling overweight. You know, like just like uncomfortable, but like his little eyes lit up when he was like grabbing my like bigger thighs or whatever. And it like kind of like registered to me that like they don't oh, care. He's having a good time still. Yeah. Right. No, I, I cannot tell you the uh, the trying to suck in when you're having sex, like to try to like look hot. Mm-mm. It really does take away from like the whole experience. It's not about looking hot. You already looked hot. Like they already chose you. Now you're fucking. Okay. <laughs> and the point of fucking, this is my favorite analogy. Cause I, my friend Molly Brenner, she's a comedian too. She had a show, a live show called Molly Brenner is not coming about her personal journey. And she describes it as going to a restaurant. You both order. He gets his food. He eats. You leave. You're still hungry. Right. You don't want, you know, like that's not, you didn't go to the restaurant so you could watch him eat. Right. You went to the restaurant so you could eat. Fucking eat, bitch. And like, you might not look pretty when you're wiping those sauce off your chin, but it's tasty. <laughs> that's like a very appropriate description. So, yeah. 
let's say someone understands how to like make themselves orgasm, but they might be mm-hmm. having like communication problems with a partner. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to women or men or anybody who mm-hmm. who wants to be a better wants to be able to communicate better with their partner what their needs are? Like the very specifics. Mm-hmm. Like okay. like do this, not that. Like yeah, yeah, what yeah. are ways to do that that like aren't scary to be honest because it can be intimidating definitely so um i like to bring up sexual stuff in non-sexual moments um not after sex not before sex because then it's like really like on the brain and it's kind of like it feels like you're evaluating their performance or like that you're gonna be doing that um i like to do it when you're just like having a nice day with your partner you're already good vibes or whatever and then if you want to bring up something specific that you want to change or that you want to bring in or that you didn't really like or whatever, um, you do this thing that Emily Morse taught me about. It's called a compliment sandwich (laughs) where you um, say, Hey, the last time we had sex, it was so fun. I like loved how you kissed my neck. Um, Next time, would you be able to like suck on my thighs and then like, I don't know, maybe go down on me for like, 20 minutes because you're just so hot and I think that that would be really hot for us to do together um and like you're really good at other stuff so like I think that you'd be amazing at this that was a very good compliment sandwich it's like that one was cheesy as fuck but like (laughs) also do that for us no it's yeah it sounded (laughs) natural but okay so what about like women who have challenge who who are they don't feel comfortable talking about sex or they don't know like the words to put to it or they think their partner is going to like judge their openness with their sexuality. They think their partner is going to judge if they do open up. If they're like maybe very explicit about it or like Mm. want something that maybe the partner doesn't want. I, if you don't like talking, then do show and tell or like, you know, like show Mm. that way. Um, and that's another, we're coming back to like, do it alone first, like do a little dress rehearsal and then give them the show. Like one of my favorite things is to like use a toy, like just while Ben is there, like not necessarily watching because like you always think of like somebody watching you masturbate is like they're in like a chair, like five feet away, (laughs) like like a therapist, (laughs) not, that's not how it is. Like he'll literally like just like be there to be like some nice warm skin to like give me a hug, maybe kiss if I want to multitask or whatever. But like mostly he's there to let me know that it's about me and that he's kind of like observing like how it's going down and he gets to like enjoy what that looks like. And like you can just do that for your partner. You know, I mean, if it's something where like you can't like eat yourself out and show them that way. (laughs) But like you could play a fucking podcast maybe where it's like suggesting stuff, you know, like I used to do that too when I was starting out and I wasn't like comfortable talking to Ben. I would play him episodes before I had like fully edited them and be like, Hey, do you hear like any sound problems with this? And maybe, (laughs) maybe also if you stumble upon something I say, you'll take that to heart. Some advice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like if you're like comfortable with porn or something, like you could show them that and be like, Ooh, that looks fun. Can you do that? That's a good one. Try that. You know, 
Okay, last question before we move on to our four questions segment, which is just like something I do with everybody. It's a Passover thing. It, you know, it's not, but it. Manishtana. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> I love when someone recognizes it as a Passover um, illusion. Okay, mm. so what's a sign that your partner maybe isn't compatible with you sexually, or maybe you're not on the same page in terms of like sex positivity, or maybe he doesn't like respect your sexuality and like what are some signs or like red flags that you know you may want to kind of like try exploring something different or a different mm. person mm -hmm. um i'm not really good with signs or red flags because i do think that people have a lot ingrained in them that might not be how they actually feel about stuff so sometimes it is a learning journey with somebody who doesn't necessarily understand, like it may, might be that they're, this is just the first time they're hearing of some sex move or your sexuality or whatever it is. Um, you obviously don't ever want somebody to be mean to you or to like tell you that like stuff is weird. Um, but if they do say things like that, you can be like, hey, this is something that like is really important to me. Um, and then their response to that is kind of more telling is like when you tell them that something is important, like, do they be like, Oh, okay, let me like read up more on this subject because I don't want to hurt my person versus like, well, then you need a different partner. Cause that's fucking weird. Right. Um, and yeah, if, if they ever, if they, if they don't think that your pleasure is important, that's, not good but again some guys don't even know that women can come like i didn't think it was a thing because that is such a part of the myth that it's like oh the female orgasm it's it's so elusive it doesn't right. happen and it's like no girls are coming you yeah. know like a multiple lot. times yeah a day <laughs> it, it, that is a very strange narrative and i don't want to blame the patriarchy but i'm gonna say that it came from that yeah and <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think if they, if, if you tell them, Hey, I'd really like to come or whatever. Like there was a girl who wrote to me and she was like, I had, I hooked up with this guy. Um, we're in college. Uh, he came, I didn't, I was really frustrated afterwards. What do I do? I'd really like to have sex with him again though. Like I, but like, I don't know how to like bring it up. And I was like, just tell him, be like, hey, I'd really like to come. Like, I really had fun, but I'd love to come next time. And he'd go, you can do that. You know, like, <laughs> and that's kind of, that's actually like what happened. He was like, I literally didn't know that you could do that. Like, I've never been with a woman who could do that. That's wow. And like, I'm not saying every guy is like ignorant as fuck, but like, I don't know, allow a learning curve, but also don't let somebody be mean to you or disrespect who you are. Yeah, I think that's definitely, definitely important that your partner should care about your pleasure and be, and be open to, you know, what, what, what your needs might be. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's do the four questions. I ask these same four questions to everybody. It's just like get to know you and like, okay. you know, so they can just know more about you. Although now I feel like a lot of people know a lot about you. 
Okay, other than... See, I feel like there's so much more to know. There is, of course. <laughs> okay, other than you are your first orgasm, what is your happiest memory? Oh my God, that's such a cute question. Oh, good. I want you to be in a good mood. That's why I ask it. That's really cute. Um, I, I don't know if this was my happiest, but this was like really happy that I've been lately and I've been like really sad lately. Like this year has been like fucking tough. Yeah. And like about like three weeks ago, I had like a breakdown. I was like hysterically crying. I like just like did not want to be here anymore. I was like just doubting everything. And I was with Ben, my boyfriend and he was like driving me around and doing all the things that we do when I'm depressed, taking me for a little like air then like a walk and some food and talk about it and so we're talking it over and then he like takes his wallet out and he goes okay i have three dollars that's enough and i was like enough for what (laughs) and like then i was like oh maybe he's gonna get me like a red rose or something like that (laughs) like to like cheer me up like something romantic and then he pulls up to like this place where we like vacuum our car oh yeah when there's ash everywhere and i was like i mean yeah i love vacuuming the car but like and he was like no 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 we're not vacuuming the car we were going through the car wash high with music and it was so fun and we sang so loud and we smoked so much and like there were all like the different types of shit oh yeah. it was so fun i felt like i was like six again that is but like hi yeah <laughs> that is great i mean it's like the simple memories that you know so sweet keep you he going like, yeah also like being so disappointed before being like what the fuck yeah <laughs> you want to vacuum the car mm-hmm. okay next question if you could go on vacation with any two people dead or alive who would they be and where would you take them where would you go um I think I would like to go with my boyfriend again and my sister and like just go to Paris. I feel like it would be fun. Nice. I, that, yeah. yeah, that's that's a good one. It's like it, I feel like we'd eat well and we'd have like an excuse to like be fucking chic. Yeah. <laughs> like him and I don't really get chic and Charlotte is chic and it would just be oh she would take you all to the chic places. Is, she, is your sister older or younger? She's younger, but she's like cooler and like more like corporate and or not more <laughs> that corporate. That makes her cooler. <laughs> no, like like she like when when we started or when I started How Come, she was working as a research associate producer at Last Week Tonight. Like that's why she was so capable with our research. Okay, she's like a she's like a more official. She's more official, yeah. I get what you mean. Okay. She like dress, she like showers every day, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know what you, I know what category you're putting her in. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you absolutely horrible at and can't be trusted with? I am absolutely horrible at scheduling. Oh, same. <laughs> like really really bad at making a plan for the future because i'm always like that's never gonna happen like yeah don't trust me with saying like oh my god we have to get together like we don't i don't i'm staying in (laughs) um i also 
this is going to be like very self-exposy, but it's kind of something I'm working on and I'm really into accountability. So I cannot be trusted with people's hearts sometimes because I, I'm very black and white in that I will cut someone out. Like I don't know how to like be like medium mad and I think that hurts people and I know that it has hurt me when people did it to me. So that's something I'm working on. Okay. So like less emotionally driven. Yeah. I, I feel that. Don't. Yeah. Ugh, okay. I can't believe I'm going to ask you this. What is your Zodiac? I'm a Virgo. Okay. I thought maybe I'm an Aries. I'm not proud. I'm no? not proud. No, What's no, wrong I with mean, Virgos? I have like, a lot of Virgo friends. My mom's a Virgo. Oh, a lot oh that's great well that's yeah. probably why you like me okay, you like ha- you were raised by one so i'm your mother yeah. <laughs> <laughs> baby um, jordan is a virgo okay great um yeah we're i mean we're great if we wield our power in a good way we can do great things but we can also be like super evil and it's like i don't like being this way it's okay it's okay you're, you're but growing I'm working on it yeah no i i feel like very grow like Post com Remy is like she is working on herself because I would because now I have something that's genuinely fun to do, you know. Like yes. life doesn't just suck; like it's like <laughs> exciting too. Yeah, I mean that that's what sex is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Although some sex, good food, and laughter. Like otherwise, and like we- life is is like tough. Yeah, and like some kind of thing from the earth that you ingest to be happy. <laughs> yes. Okay. Last whether, whether it's an ass <laughs> or a joint. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last question. If you could solve like any one of the world's problems, you just wave a magic wand, which problem would you solve? Um, hunger. You wouldn't be alone I in that answer. We got that answer. I want to say hunger or housing. The thing is, is like people give up housing a lot. And so hunger, I think, is more important. Yes, I love it. Hunger is. Yeah, I feel like everyone just deserves a, you know, food. Or if we could give everybody health care and like then like feeding them was under that umbrella of like you're malnourished, you're unhealthy. That is the one that I would do. I would love everyone to be healthy, like and not worry about their health. I, I really think that would be so nice. Right. Like to not have to worry about being bankrupt. Yeah. Uh, or like if you deci- get sick. deciding whether you're going to pay for your meds or therapy or dinner. Like, are yeah. you kidding? Yeah. And then all the people who desperately need therapy because of the trauma they've been through probably can't afford therapy because it's, it's not covered or some is covered by insurance, but... Not no, all. it makes me cry yeah. so much. It's not okay. Okay, so like, lots of yeah, yeah, <laughs> lots of lots of problems to be solved: hunger, health, healthcare, mm. mental health. Remy, this has been so fun. I so fun. Yeah, this was this was just like so interesting. I love you know your whole attitude towards you know female pleasure and where. So where can everyone find you? Thank where can you. they follow you? Um, come find me on the internet. Uh, I am Remy Casimir on Instagram. How come podcast is also on Instagram. Um, those two things. They're also on Twitter, Facebook and TikTok. And uh, yeah, it, we have a really cool map. 
uh, on our website on howcomepodcast.com where if you want to put your first time coming story, you can enter yourself on the map and that's really story. cool. That is like, yeah. it's like, um, were, were, did you ever, when you were younger, like have a map where you'd put like a little pin With where you went? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I, it's I like actually, that. my friend got me, that's where the thing was inspired for Christmas. I'm not even Christian, but I got a <laughs> Christmas present. Um, she got me a map with pins, different colored pins. So we could chart out different comes all over the world and then we were like oh we have to make it digital because there were too many comes it's genius i love that all right thank you remy everyone go follow her thank you i'm obsessed with you afternoon tea is produced by sean kilby and jorge morales pico our editor is stacy wong social media by amanda duberman guest booking by nicole pellegrino be sure to follow at betches underscore sup on instagram twitter and tiktok and send us your emails to subpod at betches.com. Betches.